you're tuned in to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. I'm Pat. And with us today is the wonderful Bridget Rizkala. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Um, triple good. Triple good. Two goods. Two goods. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, we'll get you there by the end. I hope so, guys. Um, up to that day. triple good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's very nice to have you. We're going to kick things off by just mentioning something that we've been listening to recently. Anything sure. at all. Pat? I have been listening to Godspeed, You Black Emperor. Um, I went and saw them last night at Brooklyn Steel. Uh, I have missed every tour that has come through New York prior to this. So it's been, I think, probably about 12 years since I started listening to them. Okay. First time getting to see them live. So and cool. it was incredible. That's awesome. uh, yeah, give the people a timeline. Um, like, they've been around for a while. So yeah, to say I, that you've missed them has been... You've, it's yeah, big. It's been a while. I think yeah. they were founded in 94. Oh, nice. And then put out records up until about 2002. So by the time I found them, mm-hmm. they were already on hiatus. Uh, potentially never to return. And then a couple years ago, they came back with a couple more records and three new records, which has been exciting. Um, And they're instrumental. Uh, I'd say if you like Explosions in the Sky or more cinematic music, they fall into that realm. Um, And it was really cool to see live. It's an eight-person, eight-piece band. Uh, It was kind of overwhelming, the sound and the visuals and everything, but it was very, very exciting. So sounds like you went to church. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of it had that kind of feel. Um, That's nice. So yeah, they were out touring the album Lucif- "Luciferian Towers." That's of course. A, yeah, they also very dramatic. Once you get into like the names, names of the songs, of and yeah. like they had a lot of like. Uh, anti-government, anti-capitalist literature, <laughs> anarchist stuff. At like, the venue, like at the concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pamphlets. Yeah. Yeah. They, Pamphlets. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, yeah, it's an experience. Cool. Very fun. Um, I think I've been listening to quite a bit recently the new, new-ish Titus Andronicus album. Uh, they're like a cool rock band, sort of punk rock. Like they almost have a like, really long song, right? Or all of their songs do are they? Really? Like a 13 minute song? Maybe. I'm bad. I think so. But go ahead. On, <laughs> no, 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 on, their, on their last one, that yeah. like rock opera they did. It does sound right. Yeah. Um, and on their new album, I don't, I don't know if this is an accurate take on them. Pat, maybe you would know, but it's like, I feel like they're getting kind of folkier. Not like folk folk, but like becoming more of this... Uh, um, I don't know, like the the band of the everyman kind of thing in a delightful way, like mm-hmm. kind of almost like Irish, like an Irish band or something. <laughs> um, that's like what I hear when I listen to them nowadays. But this song on their new album called Above the Bodega, I like a lot because it's just about like, the lyrics are something along the lines of like, I can't talk to my girlfriend, I can't talk to my mom, I can't talk to my brother, but I say everything to the guy at the bodega. Yeah. Like I tell, I tell, I tell him everything. And it's like, and I can't keep it in if it's if I'm just you know down at the bodega, and I'm like, I relate to that heavily. Like, <laughs> uh, don't say much to anybody, but then some like stranger asks me what's going on, and they get the whole spiel. It's so funny. Uh, so it's I so love New that York, song. Though. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. 
it's like, Marky, how you doing? Fuck off, ma. And like, <laughs> then you go actually talk and have a real conversation with somebody that does not matter in your life whatsoever. No pressure. You I know, know exactly. They, they're not going to judge you. Yeah. They're just taking your money. I mean, they're judging you. Sure, but it doesn't matter. You don't matter. have to be in their presence for long enough yes. for it to matter. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Um, what about you? Um, so I've been listening to a lot of music uh, that I don't know what they're saying because mm. I just came back from South America. Mm. And uh, so I'm listening to this song called Corazon by Maluma, who is like, I don't know, how do I explain him? He's going to be famous in New York mm. or America. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm very New York. I just think it's all America. <laughs> um, I don't know. He's he's going to Madison Square Garden in April, and so the algorithm has told me that on Facebook. Nice. So I'm like, why is this? Uh, but I went um, with my friend Victoria, who's Argentinian, and she introduced me to her playlist, and I like really like the song. She's like, this is the Despacito of South America. Ah. And then so everybody was already sick of that, so I was I just been listening to that. Cool. cool. Yeah. And were you were you in Argentina or where? No, did you we guys were go? in Chile. Cool. Mm. Was that a fun trip? It was very fun. I learned you don't know as much Spanish as you think you do. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was Some, super fun. Uh, to just today, an older guy walked up to me on the street and asked to, you know, uh, do you speak Spanish? And I. Like, my first, my gut reaction of just, like, someone coming up to me on the street was just to say no. Yeah. And I, and so I was like, no. And then I was like, solo un poquito. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, a little bit. Like, I do, kind of, right? And then he starts talking to me. I'm trying to explain to him. And I did a really poor job of giving him directions to the end of the street. And I walked away from him. I was like, man, I don't know any Spanish. And then as I was walking away, I, like, remembered every word I needed to know for yeah. the end of the street. <laughs> like, I, like, definitely knew how to say it, but just under pressure could not deliver <laughs> It's also, like, they spend so much time on the present tense in school yes. yeah. that you don't, you're like, how do I say went? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know, like, how do I say that's where I was, not I go? <laughs> like, yeah. you learn when you come back and you're like, oh, I should have told that guy this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was super fun. Also, it's like summer there and winter here, so like mm. not a lot of american people are there so it's very hard to find people that speak english that also everybody's like self-conscious about their english and they're like oh i don't speak english very well i'm like you sound better than me <laughs> like i just need to know where the subway is <laughs> right. sorry my voice is crazy right now <laughs> no it's good good crazy um well, that sounds very cool yeah it was a lot of fun and new york is so happy to have you back you know oh my god I'm new york misses all its babies <laughs> They care, it cares so much about each and every one of us. Yes, it's true. It's true. New York is like a hug every day. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up, I feel so part of this city. Like, uh, it wants me here. That's mm. the feeling when you step yeah, out your door yeah. every day. It wants all 9 million of us. Or is right. it 8 million? Whatever. It's too many. Somewhere between <laughs> 8 and a half and 9. It is too many. 13 too million many in the metro area, something like that. Yeah. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Well... You're here today to talk to us about a song. I am. What song is that? It's La Vie en Rose by Louis Armstrong. Cool. Let's listen to a clip of it uh, right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we brought it into where the, the lyrics are. I was yeah. going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because the, the intro is beautiful as well. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half into the yeah. song. But this voice, I mean. When 
<laughs> Truly must be one of the most classic American songs, right? It's French. Right, but I mean like this recording, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I assumed it's French with the title. <laughs> he just Google translated the lyrics. Yeah. It's like, wow, Americans are such great songwriters. Hmm. <laughs> And when you speak, angels I really like that. Sing uh, from above. Gonna, I tried to make it. sound like right now. Every <laughs> seems to turn into love songs. All right. That's a great, that's a great little clip, great portion of the tune. Obviously, everyone go listen to the full song. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful it's song. Incredible. Um, we're going to, yeah, we're going to try to guess why you chose cool. it, though. Pat? I think that you chose this song because I think your parents had a Louis Armstrong cassette or CD that they would play a lot in the house because it's like good, just like relaxing music or you know have a glass of wine to it kind of music. And I think you heard this song and were intrigued by the long instrumental introduction to it and then when his voice hits i think you just had the biggest smile on your face and that's why this is your favorite louis armstrong song (laughs) (laughs) um pat kind of stole part of what i was gonna guess but i'll change it to this um i think this was in a movie when you were a kid that you would watch a lot and that there was specifically like a slow dance scene to this song. And that to you is kind of the height of um, romance as a kid was seeing <laughs> two people dance to this song. So that, that's my guess. I mean, you're closer. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Let there, us know. So uh, I'm very bad with music. Like all of your song choices are like always going to be way cooler than mine. So <laughs> I feel like, picking this song and telling you, because I told Evan, I was like, I'm, people are, I'm very bad at music. People are going to hate what I pick. And then I picked this song, so I was like, this sounds like I'm lying, but truly it's my favorite song. And mm. it, like I'll oh, listen to it um, multiple times a week at least mm-hmm. because it's just so beautiful. Like I love rom-coms and my and i call things rom-coms that aren't rom-coms okay um, good to know <laughs> <laughs> nightmare on elm street rom-com no, no i'm not smiling while i'm watching it so it's not a rom-com okay, like the notebook smiling. is a rom-com all right okay there's no such thing as tragedy or drama there's, if no, it involves no, no. love if, if i'm smiling i'm it's comedy so, <laughs> <laughs> so like um the first time like every time i hear this song like i really do feel like people are in love and mm. it feels like so strong and powerful. Like any any piece of anything that can like make you feel that emotion that they're trying to like express is something that I relate super hard to because mm-hmm. I, I don't like emotionless stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's I think I did see it in a movie once because the reason why I got brought onto it later on was because. Uh, my cousin, who's very different than I am, but she's my best friend, is always like, I love Sinatra and the 20s and this and that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, And so I was listening to a Pandora station and that came on and then it became my favorite song. Oh, wow. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Pandora station was? It was Sinatra. Oh, okay. So like my music tastes are crazy. It's like 
in sync and Frank Sinatra. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, yeah, modern kind of yeah. like boy band pop or modern pop and then totally. really old school pop, yeah. you know, crooners, that kind of thing. Like I've seen One Direction twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, recently, okay. well, obviously they're pre, pretty post Zane. What's the uh, one time it was pre, and then one time it was post. I was so upset. That, which which one was better? I mean, they're both fun, but I love Zane. Yeah. <laughs> he's a uh, yeah. He seems to be he seems to be a standout of that group, right? No, it's Harry for sure. Harry's it's Harry. the standout. Harry's the standout. But is Zane was Zane number two? Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, so he's like still. I think the thing about them is that they're all beautiful and they're mm-hmm. all cool, unlike the boy bands when I was growing up where it's like Justin Timberlake and his four backup dancers. Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love NSYNC so much. <laughs> oh, you're so, uh, you're mad because you just insulted your yeah, favorite group. Don't, t- Justin Timberlake, listener of this podcast, <laughs> and JC. JC and was a lead man, the, the two of them. I mean, I know was. like we, Justin won the battle for, for sure. sure, but like at a certain point there were there were two camps about like you know who was the best of the two, right? Yes, it wasn't but like it so wasn't obvious. A, it was like a landslide, though. You think at the time Justin was a landslide winner? Absolutely. <laughs> you're insane to think not. Okay. I, you're right. crazy. My mom knows who Justin Timberlake is. Uh, I was so happy that you thought my parents had a cassette of Louis Armstrong because my parents are so foreign. <laughs> 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 they don't. They don't know. That's why my musical tastes are classical songs that like are in every movie from the yeah. beginning of time and current pop hits because my parents are like don't know music. sure yeah. yeah did your parents have any music that was on in the house yeah they would listen to arabic music okay uh and like yeah and where are they from egypt cool cool so is that <laughs> well i mean i've never been there sounds cool i went there once yeah thoughts impressions uh, it is cool cool nice. it's very different from here yeah uh it's, it's really cool is there is there Arabic music that you kind of like know and love or at least have an affinity for? Uh, so, yeah, because it's the beats are very different. Like yeah. it's like upbeat and like mm-hmm. it's there's always like a full orchestra and band like behind them. And there's like drumming and it's uh, a lot of percussion and it's. Uh, so you can dance to it. Yeah, it's definitely so, not boring music at all. It's, no, yeah. but but there are. So there's like this sing this Arabic sim- singer named Umm Kalsum, and she's like crazy famous. Like people would cry. She has songs that are like very long time. Like there's like that they're they're really long, and there's like a 12 minute gap in between where she, I don't know what she does. Like goes back, she goes and takes, takes a nap. <laughs> she comes back and she's like, and I'm here, and people like cry and like love her so much um and there's another guy abdul halim they he's also a singer like that that like women killed themselves when he died oh no <laughs> yeah whoa like uh, i think celebrity is crazy yeah. <laughs> in yeah. other countries but yeah it was like a huge thing and i think i remember this was crazy because i went to school in Brooklyn, like I went to all girls, Catholic school, everybody was mostly Irish and Italian. So I was like trying to like fit in the whole time because I was like 16 and I thought that was the thing to do. It's what you do. Um, it's what you do. It's what everybody yeah. does in high school unless you're smarter than everybody else. Are you Irish Italian? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my name is Bridget. <laughs> my last name ends in a vowel. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, let them think what they want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like in our textbook, they talked about Oma Kalsum and I like 
Whoa. was so impressed. I was like, mom, did you know? She's, and my mom was like, of course. <laughs> like she was <laughs> not, she did not think that was cool. I was like, what do you think? I go to school and they teach me all the things that you know? Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, on Bandcamp. So Bandcamp's a cool music website that, uh-huh. uh, does this really cool like weekly podcast where they string together a bunch of songs, like an hour and a half. And, um, they get music from everywhere, but there have been these labels that are using Bandcamp to like sort of surface music from like Africa and the Middle East. And I came across this label that's on there called Habibi Funk. <laughs> that's like <laughs> 1970s Arabic funk music. That's like sometimes it's like covers of American music, but like done like with that instrumentation. And it's so cool. so cool to hear because it's reconfiguring stuff that I'm familiar with, but uh-huh. like kind of putting that that experience into it. That's and awesome. It's, yeah, it's really exciting listen. to listen to. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah, it's such a huge part. Like music is so big that I don't know why they weren't interested in like music when they came here. They were like, no, we're good on music. We're okay. I mean, it probably feels like something also to hang on to, you know, yeah. like a big part of your culture. And if you're in a sea of otherness and like it's if that's the thing that can ground you at home, it's like, right. yeah, listen to that stuff, you right. know. Um, I'm sure that's the case for like lots of folks, whether or not they're coming from another country or just like moving across state lines or something like that. I think of, you know, maybe people that move to New York from like the south, I'm sure like for them, maybe depending on what they listen to growing up, it's like thrown on a country album or maybe like rap from the city that they're from or whatever yeah. is something that like makes them just like feel comfortable. <laughs> like it's like at home, right, right, you know, because right. these days I don't know what coming to coming to New York these days um, as a real like outsider, I would think that you only know maybe like really surface level stuff that's like kind of played on the radio and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it feels like it takes a lot of effort to even know what's happening in New York Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But they mm-hmm. were like, they would keep up with like the Arabic pop stars, mm-hmm. which all have the same face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for a while, I was like anti it because I was like, I don't know what they're saying. It takes too much attention for me to pay attention and translate. And then I was like, I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> But then, that's, a, yeah. that's a realization I hope like most like teenagers have at some point is that yeah. they're the problem because, hey, yeah, teens, because you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not listening to this yeah. podcast, but you're the problem. Hey, teens, you should be listening. Teens. If you know a teen, let them know about this podcast. Tell let them know about, about the re- repeater. Yeah. And five stars, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please. Uh, you were, well, you were saying that celebrity is a problem. And like we think, we definitely think we are a celebrity obsessed culture. Yeah. And maybe we are in terms of, volume but it sounds like the devotion to these celebrities is it's huge. beyond what yeah. we have and i also think uh people like they think they're more accessible which they probably are but i don't know that they know not you know like new yorkers will be cool about stuff they'll be like oh yeah okay that's brad pitt and then they're like i just walk by that person my mom has no problem to be like hi (laughs) 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 how are you (laughs) like it's crazy and I think uh I don't know it's money is different too like money over there is worth way like one American dollar is 17 Egyptian dollars right now so like money is different so 
as rich as uh, a celebrity is over there, they're not that rich over here. Mm-hmm. So right. on like the global scale, yeah, yeah, they're not. I mean, there are people that are living, sure, but I'm, I'm not, and I'm not saying that celebrities over there are like poor or anything. It's just. It just feels different. It just feels more accessible. Or maybe this is me being pretentious and being like, I don't care about Nancy Agram. Like, I want to meet Zane. Right. <laughs> Boy. Boy. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Zane's global reach is probably a lot yeah. bigger, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's also the thing is here is that, like, there are less there are less Middle Eastern people who are famous. So my mom will know about... Like my mom knows about Zane because he, mm. he's also his girlfriend is also Middle Eastern, oh. so he'll be she'll be like, "Do you know that the most beautiful model in the world?" And she'll be like, <laughs> I'm like, "Ma, she's a she's beautiful. I'm not taking it away from her, <laughs> but she's not the number one model. <laughs> you, right. you just heard about her, so you think she's number one." Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like whenever there are people who are Middle Eastern and famous, like it's a big deal because there's so few of them. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, like proud of when, where they're from. When white guys are famous, aren't you, like, flipping I'm out? I root for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, every time I see one make it, I'm so excited. I, you know, have a beer. I want to celebrate. Me too. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It's the worst. It's a problem. It's an epidemic. Oh, um, that's true. The closest, <laughs> I feel like the closest I've ever come to that is, I'm not, this isn't even where I'm from, but my dad's from Vermont, which, you know, like, Historically, we don't have a ton of, there's famous people, but it's not like this giant mecca of a right. state that's producing a ton of pop culture. And so whenever I just like have, know someone from Vermont who does well in something, like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm mildly proud for them in of a private way, be. but yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just because it's not that, there's not that many people that come out of there. You for know? sure. Yeah. That kind of thing, for sure. I, I uh, yeah, I feel that a little bit. But they are all white men. <laughs> We're talking about of Vermont. Course, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to stand up for them, Evan. I'm Somebody, glad it's you. I know. <laughs> I mean, the town I grew up in, not many like big names coming out of it, but it was always just like, I'm from Southern Westchester. Mm. And so like those conversations were, well, my dad is the doctor for this celebrity. Oh. Like, that's, I mean, your dad, the, he's a doctor. That's great. Yeah. Right. But like what value is being added by I don't know. There? It's weird. Making People money. love association. Like uh, yeah. like you're not famous because you walked past this person, but you're going to take it and it's going to be your story. And it's like I don't know. We shouldn't give yeah. that clout. <laughs> the value. But but people are going to do it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um so your parents are from Egypt. Yeah. Were you born here? Yeah. Cool. I was born here. I only went to Egypt once when I was 15. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I said that. Um, yeah, but to my family, like, not to my family. My parents don't think about it, but my cousins are like, you're so white. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's so funny because around my friends, they're like, you're so foreign. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, because for the longest time, I would be like, uh, I would be like, why do we have to listen to this Arabic music all the time? So my cousins all think... Right. And then I do improv, so... I know, God. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> the whitest thing on earth. <laughs> what are, put that in a skit or whatever they do. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Um, it's okay. I mean, that's got to be pretty obnoxious, right? In general, like that feeling of being not enough of either. Oh, totally. I feel like I have two separate lives. 
Uh, and it's weird because my family's in New York, right? Uh, and I've been doing comedy since 2012. And yesterday, for the first time, my mom came to an improv show. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I haven't been really nervous for a show for a while, but I was super nervous yesterday. And my voice was lost. The seven train was down. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. And she's like, you guys curse a lot. <laughs> Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. <laughs> but yeah, so it was like super weird because I was like letting her into my other life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like living on the down low. In no, com- yeah. Comedy yeah. down low. That what is did she, What crazy. did she think of the show? She was like, people were clapping for you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. No, my, mom, my mom really liked me. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. she like loves me a lot. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like a, I need her approval. Like I already have it and it's fine. <laughs> but it was just like, she doesn't, she doesn't understand all of the stuff that's happening because first of all, it's happening too fast. It's like, uh, it's a, like a, a comedy show with improvisers in the audience. So mm-hmm. like the, like the improv mm-hmm. move is getting right. What rewarded. Rewarded. Kind of. That's yeah. the word. Wow. Hard word. And what, uh, like what show was this for people that might not be familiar? Kaleidoscope, which is like a mashup show of yeah. improvisers by improvisers, yeah. kind of right. Yeah. So that a lot I, of inside baseball sort of stuff. Going exactly. On. And I and I host it, and so like the people that more or less that come on, like I know and know me. So it's like a very supportive environment. Like it felt like a conversation yesterday too, mm-hmm. because like everybody was just like talking to each other, and my mom and I like my mom was like, oh my god, <laughs> like <laughs> look at this is crazy, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That is kind of an endearing environment, though. As much as it can be alienating, maybe from a comedy perspective, yeah. to understand everything that's happening on stage, it's also that idea of going to see... If I went to go see a friend of mine, maybe... I don't have a daughter, so I can't quite relate, but... You don't? No. You should get one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should. Um, not right now, at least. But <laughs> okay, if, Evan. I'm not, I'm not I mean, selling I just want to talk about it. Oh, this um, took a turn. <sighs> no, but if I went to see like somebody in their element... And it seemed conversational. Yeah. It seemed really like, oh, this is a huge group of friends. That would seem so cool to me. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's it seemed cool to her, but because like I've I like I I I like give my family I give people I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I think it's because like like those fish out of water stories, like my parents are that. Like mm-hmm. they're here, they're like trying to figure out the world like all the time. Uh, so I give them the benefit of the doubt to be like, oh, I don't feel unsupported that you didn't come here. Like, I'm going to make you feel guilty about it because I'm a smart ass, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really care, you know? Yeah. I'm just like, you're not going to get it. It doesn't matter. What's the second beat? If I try to explain this to you from now until the end of time, you're going to be like, ah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, an Arabic comedy is so different. It's a very slapstick, like, mm-hmm. physical comedy, like, goofy, campy, and they're, like, improv is, like, a, like, highbrow not smart all the time sometimes people are idiots like me but like it's witty though yeah it's like and so so somebody smart yeah and for somebody who english isn't their first language my mom speaks english perfectly fine uh but like english isn't her first language she's not reading truth and comedy uh she (laughs) doesn't give two shits about any of this um yeah like she's just like it's not 
it's not her scene. So like, I'm not upset that she hasn't come, but I'm like, you're not curious a little bit? <laughs> Six years, you know? Like I could have had a kid like that talks and walks by now. <laughs> I could have had a daughter. Have a kid. You should have a daughter. I should have a daughter. <laughs> not now. Not now. Patrick, <laughs> you? I don't know. What do, what do we think right now or? You should have a daughter. Right now. One of us has to. It's yeah. definitely not. Not of us. So. All right. Yeah. Well, it was nice talking to you. I guess I have to go Gotta now. Go. <laughs> you have to go make a daughter. <laughs> wow, this podcast episode really took a turn. Honestly, this is where why I'm here. I'm here to get real, just like <laughs> Louis Armstrong. It's here for the emotion. Yes. Do you guys want to have children? Oh, good question. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think that'd be fun. Or, I don't know, a pain, but... I just spent the, my uh, girlfriend's nephew was in town this weekend. Aww. He's 12 and I'm That's an annoying age. Oh yeah. It <laughs> seemed like he had a great time, but like as everything was happening, I was like, I think you hate everything. Oh, like we gave yeah. him good pizza and all that. And I was just like, by the end Too of the cool. weekend, I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> was he trying to impress you the entire time? He was playing Pokemon Go the entire time. So... Not the entire time. But, but for a lot of it. Yeah. But, like, that that's one of the moments of just, like, man, having a kid is work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. What about you? I don't think so. <laughs> I've been in the no kids camp since sometime in college, and I think that's a camp you can easily, like, grow out of, yeah. you know, um, especially dudes who... I like, feel like every time while. somebody says they don't want to have kids, there's always somebody else trying to be like, no, you're going to want them. Yeah, like, <laughs> there usually is. And I think I've definitely like grown more open to the idea just as I've gotten older. And I, my brother just had a kid last year for the first time. Right. So like hanging with her is cool because um, it makes me be like, oh, okay, this is like kind of nice. Um, but she's also not a problem for me because she's just my niece in another state, you know? <laughs> so I'm not there for any of the bad stuff, obviously. So I'm definitely not in the camp of never, but in the camp of not on my radar at the moment. Cool. And I, I don't expect it to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I, the part of it is also I have, I have aunts and uncles who don't have kids, like mm-hmm. couples that yeah. um, just like have never had children. And so... I kind of grew up with that being an okay thing. Whereas a lot of families, you know, it's like, it's only the weird, like aunts and uncles that don't have kids or the lonely ones uh, or whatever, yeah. something like that. There's always some narrative around it, but these are just like my well-adjusted family that chose not to have kids. So. Can you believe? I, it's hard <laughs> to believe. Um, and what about uh, yourself? I think so. I don't know. I, there's always like, I have a huge family. There's always kids around. Um, and I kind of feel like, kids relate to me too hard (laughs) so like yeah I don't know but I feel like that's such a confidence to be like yeah I'm gonna make a person and then like (laughs) I'm like that's such a crazy confidence to be like I can create a human that's good (laughs) and that's gonna like function well in this world that's just a lot the the confidence needed uh or rather maybe it's like the the ability to I don't know, put off the fear is mm-hmm. kind of like part of that yeah. of being like, I'm going to have a good kid and not fuck them up. It yeah. feels like I just feel I'm one of those yeah. people. I'm like, you're going to fuck your kids up no matter what you do. Yeah. And they'll probably be fine. Like we're all fucked up by our parents to some degree. But it's super easy for us to say that without kids. You right. know what I mean? Because yeah. I think when people have kids, they're like, oh, shit, I got a thing to feed. <laughs> I got to yeah. take this thing to yeah. college. Hopefully they want to go. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's what like. Yeah. 
your priorities shift completely. Like yeah. I like I'm at the age where my friends are having kids on purpose and multiple kids <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So like they're like they don't care about that. They hate their job. They're like, this is what I have to do. Like, yeah, I'm not looking yeah. at like what I love because what I love is this thing that I made and I have to keep it alive. Also, it's going to be there for me when I get yeah. old, you know, like. It's kind of a cool priority shift mm-hmm. from afar, like from afar, even if someone doesn't want kids, it's, I see that and I'm like, oh man, it'd be so nice to be free of this like bullshit quest to have a, a meaningful life or like yeah. creative. It, there's something about, uh, giving into that thing of like, well, this is my priority and I just yeah. gotta like yeah. love and take care of this thing mm-hmm. that's has nothing to do with me. Or not nothing to do with you, but is not my own me feeding my own right. ego, you know. Yeah. I had a long conversation with somebody the other day that needed to go to their son's parent teacher conference to talk about grades mm-hmm. and that was one of those moments of just, oh boy, that's that's a lot. That sounds intense and like a conversation I don't ever want to have to deal with. Because I think I would be bad at that. Yeah. And, like, that was my takeaway from this weekend. I would just be bad at disciplining. Do you think you'd be the parent that, like, defends your kid, like, no matter what? Like, who are you to say that my kid's not paying attention in class? Mm. Ooh, maybe. I don't think But secretly just know that, like, they probably weren't paying attention in class. Because I remember myself at that age. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'd put it on my kid a good amount. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I would too. A a decent amount, yeah. I think I would too, but I think if it was like my brother's kid, I would believe my brother's kid over the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told I put a lot of pressure on those closest to me. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Something uh, I've thought about at length for some reason was like if I was to have a child, like how music or like culture would transfer to them. Yeah. Because, like, I, you know, I know the things that I love, and I would want to share that, but I know that when my dad did that with, like, the Beach Boys, I didn't listen to that for years, and then, like, in college, I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, but it came later because, like, you had that, like, introduction from back in the day, and you're like, oh, my dad's a super cool dude, like, later on. I was, like... Hi, Dad. Craving all that like stuff, I was like, my dad won't play catch with me because that's not a ball that exists in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's like I think it still translates, and also like maybe I'm wrong, but I do think kids today are more like friends with their parents than they were our generation. Or am I? I'm maybe wrong. I don't I know, but I would guess that the barriers come down it over feels time, like... especially here. Like, there's something about the i mean i'm from new england right so there's this very um like new england culture kind of thing that's been around for a long time from what the heck's like the early settlers you know time that is this very sort of stoic family type of attitude and i think that's only eroded over time Mm -hmm. at least like in the region that i'm from and and so i think i would hope that people are like better friends with their parents yeah generations go on i feel like it happened with like i mean there's a thing that even happens like as you get older your parents start to like not be such disciplinarians anymore because mm-hmm. you because you old but yeah like mm-hmm. i feel like the people that raised me and the people that i have as parents now are very different mm. yeah. yeah i could see that yeah i don't know that's interesting so you we we brought it back around to something real because mm-hmm. you're saying that what you like about this song what you like seem to seem like about yeah. All art, right, is yeah. stuff that has an emotional connection. Yeah. 
That's cool. And yeah. is that something that's true in like movies that you watch and yeah, other for stuff? sure. Yeah, uh, I'm probably a really bad person to watch a movie with because I'm like poking holes. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Like this person wouldn't fall in love with this person because of that. <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> or like that's too much. <laughs> so there needs to there needs to be like an emotional fidelity to it, right? For like, sure. It needs to be kind of true, yeah. true, not just present. Yeah. I think that's why even like pop music too, even though that doesn't seem like, because it's like the stuff that like makes people so excited and like ready to dance. Like I, I really like to dance and I think like that's when people are their most vulnerable because if mm-hmm. you turn off the music, everybody looks ridiculous. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like that stuff is like, it's like so much energy that it like creates movement. Do you know? Yeah. 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 I got to uh, hit the dance floor the past two weekends. Hell yeah. And same. <clears throat> that's why my voice is yeah, like <laughs> But it is, it's, um, I'm like a real, like, I need that ramp up, yeah. i.e. a couple drinks, mm. and usually some friends around, because if it's like, if there's no one I know, then I feel like an idiot. It's vulnerable to yeah. just move uh-huh. your body and think that, hey, this I'm not going to be judged for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is good enough to be out here in front of these people doing this thing, and you have that I love that it's like that cover of music. So yeah. it's like, yeah, when you're saying that the music drops out, it's like, <laughs> it's like somebody just yanked back the sheet or something. <laughs> I was list- I was at my cousin's Sweet 16 on Saturday. And so like they would play. Also, it's so crazy because I'm like twice her age. But <laughs> like, uh, so all the songs they would get really excited to are like the songs that are not throwbacks for us like they don't know our throwbacks because they're too young right and but every time a song like a a throwback song for them would come on they would scream like i recognize it (laughs) and i'm just like cool like look at this it's just like i don't know it's just a poppy thing that they just like ran to dance to it's fun yeah yeah it's super fun Uh, but some people hate to dance and i respect it that's true yeah i try to keep that in mind that it's uh yeah, it could just be super uncomfortable. Then you're like, what's wrong with them? Yeah. Why won't they have kids? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible people. Terrible humans. That's crazy. Evan loves to dance and he doesn't want kids. Well, what's That's going true. on there? What's mm. going on there? Let's unpack Let's that. Let's unpack it. I don't know. <laughs> Guess I got something new to talk to my therapist about. Mm. Hey, so why do I love to dance but don't <laughs> want kids? That's a really messed up thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's also a nice thing that just can bring people together in an unexpected way. Like there are people I would say that I only really started talking to or like got to know because we'd always maybe been sort of shy in passing, but then you open it up on the dance floor Mm -hmm. and then you can like talk because it's just like. But don't you find yeah. that so weird? Like, I really I do, do like to dance, though. but it's like, how do we communicate? We're like making eye contact, moving our bodies, and it's like, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> it's like, sure. I make a, I, I say, look at me being silly. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's so many, uh, so many times where I'm just like, make the pizza, like, or making a stupid move and <laughs> yeah. make a joke of it. But whatever. it helps. It's all, you know, it's all icebreakers. Yeah. <laughs> it's all well, icebreakers. And that's the thing that I really like about. I don't know when, at least for me, when art connects with me in some way, it, I always have this feeling of like wanting to make something or want, like, like I get, I take the art in. So you're inspired. You're inspired. So like for me, for dancing, like it takes me a lot to get into that mode. Yeah. Um, But once I'm in it, I'm like this same thing. Like it's great. And it's letting that guard down. And 
like hearing this song, it kind of, I don't know what it is about this song, but like it hits you in that same way where it's like, oh, I need to listen to this. I want to go talk to somebody. I want to, like, this would be a perfect, like, walking down the street in the fall kind of song. And like (laughs) the fact that it has like that vibe to me is very exciting. And then to like transfer that also to like pop music. Mm Mm-hmm. Pop music does not sound like that, but you can like use it for the same kind of thing where you can express that emotion at that level. Totally. I completely agree. It's just like a a remind a reminder of kind of like that that level of emotion exists because so so much of life is like hardening yourself to the outside world and being like I'm not going to make myself vulnerable to feel this or feel that. But like uh not only the words but like his voice is so like, it just, like, hits you mm-hmm. to your core, where you're like, yes. Like, he also, you know that song, Smile? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't sing at all, and I'm very bad at <laughs> lyrics, but it's like, like, smile through the pain, essentially. Um, like, when somebody yells at you down the street to smile, it's not the same. But <laughs> it's just, it's, like, so beautiful, because it hits at, like, such a vulnerable thing. And, like, if you were walking down the street listening to this song, you're like, wow, I feel open to love. (laughs) 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 So much of your life is like, I'm not getting married. I don't want kids. I don't want this. I don't want that. And then you hear this, you're like, I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are all living a lie. That's true. All Mm. nine million of us. I know. Bridget, thanks for joining us so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this was great. That was wonderful. Um, Where can people, you know, see you or keep up to date with what's going on in your world? Uh, You can follow me at Razkilla underscore on Twitter for a once a month tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also, I'm on a UCB Lloyd team. Uh, We don't have a team name yet, but we will soon. Uh, Our first show is on the 28th at 7.30. Great. Wednesdays, UCB East. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely go, uh, everyone go check out Bridget on Lloyd Night. That's going to be a real fun time. Yeah. Um, and thanks to everybody who is listening today. Yeah. If thank you like you so the much. show, you know, do the podcast things, rate and review. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Tell your friends. That'd be nice. Tell, tell a local teen. Mm. Tell a local teen. Yeah. Patrick needs more teens in his life. Mm, this, yeah. This could be bad. Surrounded by <laughs> teens. Yeah. Um, the 12 year old market preteens is yeah. his target <laughs> demographic right now. I could talk about Pokemon Go a little bit. Hell yeah. Uh, Incredible. I know some new Pokemon names. Mimikyu. There we go. Mimikyu. Tell them. Oh, tell wow. them I know that. Whoa. Is that okay. one that copies your form? Uh, I think it's a ghost Pokemon mm. that's jealous of Pikachu, so I made a Pikachu costume. Oh, frenemy. <laughs> yeah, that's a real frenemy move. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. See, I'm cool. Yeah. I think so. Thanks. Well, thanks everybody listening. Bridget, thank you again for joining us. Okay. And to the whole dang world. Until next time. Hey, repeat! Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater.